Welcome back to the Free Rocky Nation. I'm your host, Amanda. Normally, I would jump right into the shenanigans. This week, I have to stop and give credit where credit is due. And with that, I'd like to introduce this week's podcast, What Went Well and What Went Wrong. Let's start with something that went well. Remember how guys were popping out of their cells bogus? The guards are writing tickets for guys who are not supposed to be out of their cells. How could this go wrong, you ask? Warden Hinthorn was questioned about why guys were allowed to pop out bogus. When Warden Hinthorn is questioned, she is questioned by her superiors in Springfield, Illinois. She answered by blaming her correctional officers for allowing it to happen. I'm guessing the boss's boss then yelled at the correctional officers for being insubordinate and not following IDOC policies. Whatever this brow beating entailed, the correctional officers were not happy about having been yelled at. More to the point, they didn't deserve to be yelled at. They knew, and said as much to my father, that not writing tickets to punish the guys who were popping out of their cells bogus was bad policy. They knew that it was creating tensions among the inmates who were not able to access the phones and enjoy their day room on their schedule. Guards knew that inmates popping out bogus also understood that they can get away with not following the rules. They knew that a lack of punishment would embolden the inmates to break other rules. Why would the warden order her guards to do this kind of thing in the first place? Well, she wanted to give the appearance that her prison was so well run that the inmates weren't committing rule violations. The reality is that she's not running the prison well and the inmates were running amok. Ordering the guards to not write tickets was just a cover up. You may remember that I highlighted this problem when the guys popping out bogus and not properly social distancing in podcast 14. I also highlighted it in my letter to the Office of Constituent Affairs in my attempt to reach the Illinois Department of Public Health. If we cannot properly social distance within the prison, given all its limitations, we're not going to get COVID under control inside the prison. Ultimately, we will reinfect our communities. Apparently, my letter struck a nerve. I wasn't trying to get the guards in trouble, and I think it's absolutely ludicrous that a supervisor blames her subordinates for her poor management. At least now we know that order will be reestablished. If you haven't heard from your loved one at Illinois River in a while, I hope that you will hear from them soon. They should have access to the phones like they normally would. Speaking of COVID-19, Dad's wing is back on medical lockdown. On February 20th, someone tested positive for COVID on his wing. I thought the warden might limit their shop to $75 because commissary was brought in boxes this week. The guys weren't allowed to walk to shop on A-Wing. Surprisingly, commissary went well this week. Commissary arrived Tuesday, February 23rd in the full $150 amount. In two hours and 40 minutes, the guards delivered commissary to the entire wing. That is impressive. I have more good news though. Illinois River Correctional Center prisoners will also be shopping once a week per Director Jeffries. 
Director Jeffries handed down this order to the wardens this week. I hope that the inmates don't have to choose between hygiene, supplies, and food anymore. My father did receive an answer to his grievance, the one in which he asked why the $150 limit is being imposed on the commissary when there's not supposed to be a limit at all. Here is the answer that the Administrative Review Board from Springfield, Illinois, gave him. Quote, This is an administrative decision. However, your facility will make offenders aware of subsequent increases to commissary shopping limits. Offender may request HCU, that's a health call pass, for health concerns as needed. Grievance denied. So, no actual answer as to why a limit is allowed. They just state it's an administrative decision while ignoring the law. This $150 limit is being imposed without legal justification. Medium security institutions had no limit in place before this medical lockdown was imposed. No one has had a ticket issued. No adjustment committee hearing has been given. This reduction in commissary privileges violates 14th Amendment protections under due process. Found in the U.S. Supreme Court case of Wolf v. McDonald. Wolf v. McDonald says, quote, We also hold there must be a written statement by the fact finders as to the evidence relied on and reasons for the disciplinary action. See Morrissey, which is a court case. End quote. Restriction of commissary privileges is a punishment, and any punishment that restricts the prior precedents must follow due process of the law. To summarize, inmates must get in trouble, go before the adjustment committee to receive their punishment, and that is how commissary can be taken away. It is a right. It is a right that cannot be taken away arbitrarily. It is not a privilege that is at the discretion of prison administration. When it comes to getting a job in industry, the warden does have discretion. A prison warden can decide who gets what job. No one is entitled to a job per se. There is law, however, that establishes criteria for what kind of inmate can have a job and how jobs are to be fairly assigned. My father arrived in Illinois River Correctional Center in February of 2020. One of the conditions I discussed with the former director Simmons was my father obtaining a job in industry at Illinois River. I even wrote a letter of recommendation to Warden Henthorne highlighting my father's skills. Previously, I have discussed how Warden Henthorne is not following the law when assigning jobs to the inmates via allowing pedophiles to work in those positions. My father filed a grievance on this issue. He emailed me the response he received. 14 February 2021, email from dad to me. They have some weird policies that violate the administrative directives. You have the sex offenders holding down jobs in industry even though they cannot earn good time. Warden responded to my grievance and directed me to head of clinical services for an answer. But clinical services refuses to answer. So tomorrow, I will draft a third request for an answer there. Then, we have the same prisoner holding down multiple jobs. Springfield Administrative Directives 
i.e. laws regarding good time programs, state no prisoner can have more than one job at a time, must give everyone equal shot at jobs. In my building, the four-year porter job is held by a guy who also works in industry recycling, holding down two jobs. So one guy is denied the four-year job because the other guy holds two jobs. Then we have a guy on our wing that works in maintenance, but also holds down a wing porter job on the 7 to 3 and 3 to 11 p.m. shifts, passing out trays and cleaning the wing. But two other guys cannot get the jobs he holds. My friend Joe is really mad about this. He really wants the porter job. He once had that spot before. So here is another one of Warden Hinthorne's policies that violates the rules. There is your answer. So use it in your podcast. Your father cannot get a job in industry, but this nonsense goes on daily. I think it's time for another email to the representatives and senators. This warden has got to stop making her own policies and ignoring law. Prison is a house of law. No one is above the law. You're a hypocrite if you're going to look an inmate in the face and say you broke a law and that's why you're here while breaking the law in front of them. Until next time, contact your incarcerated loved ones. Email us with any questions or stories you'd like to share. Wash your hands, and I hope to see you on the other side of COVID. Listen to Free Rocky Nation on Spotify, iTunes, and Pandora. Like us on Facebook at Larry Rocky Harris 1959. Email us at email address freerocky at freerockynation.org. Buy my dad's books on Amazon. You'll find titles such as Never Ending Nightmare, 100 Filthy and Raunchy Jailhouse Jokes, 100 More Filthy and Raunchy Jailhouse Jokes, and The Prisoner's Guide to Filing a Winning Grievance. Don't forget to visit our blog at freelarryrockyharrisx2.com.